Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Hey, guys. So, I'm having a pretty decent week so far. You know, I like to get my life updates. So, I feel like I went back to, like, my old routine of getting up early, going to the gym, getting my day started, being already kind of centered before work starts. So I just keep realizing, I just have to put it in my head and like, till it's like, I'm super convinced. Like I can't, I'm just the type of person that life just does not work really well if I'm not organized. And if I don't put myself on a schedule, like some of the times in my life where I just really had my shit together was when I was on a schedule. Like, if you give me a schedule and I'm like, okay, I go to the gym on these days, I do classes on these days, I work from this time to this time, you know, I I just tend to work better. When I just start freestyling and just trying to be, like, free with the world and just, oh, you know, spontaneous, and I just, I'll decide if I want to go to the gym when I wake up. No, I'm not that type of person. I need, like, structure. Things that make sense, things that are pretty routine as far as like the things that I need to do in life, like the things I need to accomplish. Like I need to go to the gym. I'm not a person that can just not work out and look good, be healthy. Like I have to go. I have to go to the grocery store every week. I have to cook. I have to, you know, stay on task for work. You know, I just have to do these things and I have to make time for me in between all of that time and, you know, go out, live life. Um, I told y'all before, during this time, I'm in hibernation season. I say to myself, mostly I'm focused. You'll see me here and there, but like I'm not outside because one, it's cold as hell. Two, this is the time of the year where you're supposed to save money so you can have fun in the summer. And then you go back to hibernation. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm going on a trip and I'm taking a vac. I haven't had a vacation. Well, I haven't had, I went on a trip led in 2022 but I haven't had a vacation since 2021 and I'm like looking forward to like a, I, I don't know if this I don't even know if I would put this as even though I'm going out the country I don't know if I would classify it as a vacation because like vacation to me is like when I can relax and like be very free with the world you know chilling at the beach have drinks by the pool relax not a lot of like plant things. This trip that I'm going on, it's like a group trip and there's like um an itinerary and there's different things we're doing. So I don't know if I would cause I, I would have to see how I feel when I come back. Like was this a relaxing vacation or was it um traveling? That's the difference. It's a trip, it's traveling, and then there's vacation. Like vacation is very leisure, very relaxed. Traveling is kind of like when you're sightseeing and doing a bunch of excursions you're going from one island to the next or one country to the next um you're going to like go do cultural things and then like a trip i consider a trip like if i go to new york or if i go to new orleans or you know something like that something that doesn't really like pertain to like leisure relaxing on the beach type of vibes like you know it just depends um but yeah, I'm excited. I brought that up because I just had to pay my little 
my little payment fee, and that took a bad bitch. That took a big bit bite out, like. But you know, we make time for what we want. We spend money on what we want, so it's paid for. Rent paid for. Thank you, God. So we're good. Life's great. As long as I can pay for my trip, I have a roof over my head. Life is great. So if you're listening to this, find a reason to realize why life is great. But also, we are at the beginning of February, if you're listening to this, February 1st. Um, that begins our Read and Glow book of the month, which will be Fly Girl by Umar Tari. Um, I told you guys before, like for Black History Month, our read, we're just going to throw back to like a urban classic a book that inspired a lot of the authors that we read today. Um, definitely inspired me. Like, I love that book. I thought it was dope when I was a kid. Like, it's based in Philly. Y'all know I'm from Philly. Um, actually, um, I live in the area that the book is um, set in now. So um, just definitely, we're going to read it. We're going to discuss it. More than likely, the first weekend in March, Um just let me know. Do y'all want us to go Instagram live or do we, we want a Zoom? I really want you guys to be able to talk. So I'm leaning more towards Zoom. Um, so just let me know how y'all feel about that. And I will set it up and I will put the link in my bio. But definitely read it, get it on paperback, get it the ebook or the audible. You know, it's all good. So just let me know how it is. Um, anything else that I have a little, before we get into the mess of things, yep, let's get into, all right, so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with the elephant in the room last, I'm gonna go with that last, and I'm gonna go through everything else that I have to talk about, because I feel like the elephant in the room is gonna take a long time, so we're going to go into all my other topics and then bring it all the way down to the neck Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. So if all you came here is to listen to Nicki Minaj, my opinion on Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion, you know, y'all fast forward about 10, 15 minutes and I'm going to give you my full scope. But if you want to know about other topics that are just happening or my opinions about it, you know, stick around. But um, I used to be like a Bravo, like, I will watch Bravo all the time. I will watch reality TV all the time. I don't know if I'm just getting older and I'm just not, it's not pulling my attention. I don't care about what these people have going on. It's not, it's not entertaining at all. Like I can't even waste three minutes to watch a clip on Instagram anymore. And I think, yeah, like I'm getting older, but I still watch reality TV. It's just. The reality TV on Bravo is pretty fucking pretty fucking trash. So, first of all, the shows that used to be so good are so bad. Real Housewives of Potomac is too boring to even like. I won't even watch a clip about it. Like, I don't know. Last season was pretty good. The seasons before they were pretty good. I don't know what happened this season, but the girls didn't show up to work. And if y'all don't want to work, fire all them hoes. First of all, Potomac is not even like a real place that I I feel like y'all are like, I don't feel like it's a real place of opulence. And if it is, we don't get to see those people that live opulent. They look like they live like everybody else. Like there's nothing extravagant about them. The only person that, only two people to me that seems like they have money for real is 
Karen and Candace's mom. Other than that, oh, and then Ashley used to have money when she was with her ex, but it's she didn't win anything in a divorce, so she doesn't have any damn money. But it's just it's boring. It's kind of like they don't even try. They don't even they don't address the elephant in the room. Everybody's trying to ignore and pacify other people for their feelings or you don't want to be the aggressor. And sometimes you have to be, especially when this is a reality TV and we are here to see how you guys resolve conflict, what's going on in your real lives. The fact of the matter, I think that they need to fire Robin because I think her not telling her true life made the other girls feel like, oh, okay, well, she's not going to show what's really happening in her life. I'm not going to show what's happening in my life, which is understandable, but it does not help the greater good of the show. And at this point, Robin, if Robin is not a team player and it affects the rest of the team, Robin needs to go. She needs to go. Giselle, they can keep her to be messy, but she's not even entertaining anymore because I can't, this is what gets on my nerves, and this is probably why I find it hard to watch. I can watch a villain all day, every day, especially if they stay in, in their villainous. But when you do nasty things and you feel, and we'll get into that later, but when you're nasty and then you act confused as to when people clock your nastiness and then you play victim, that's where I had, I draw a far line for it. I respect like the ninis that's like, yeah, I did say that. Or, you know, I'm going to say it to your face. Or, you know, it's it's something to respect about it. Like, oh, okay, well, I mean, if she feel like this, this, that, and a third, or that you shouldn't be on the show, at least she's coming to you with it. Like, on this show, it just feels like everybody wants to do underhanded things, but nobody wants to address it. Which brings the show value down to me, because it's just boring. It's just hella boring. I hate... I hate it. It's boring. Married to Medicine, boring. All all of them are boring. All of the wives are boring. Nobody cares anymore. It's not that affluent. It's not that interesting anymore. They don't really, they're not that exciting. They're very regular women that just happen to be married to doctors. Before they were a little messy and they had a lot going on, their marriages were BS. But now it's like they're all old and they're not giving up their relationships. They're not being honest about anything. So it's kind of just like, they're just like the same, like they're just regular people with regular issues where it's just boring to watch. Like, you know, the 10 seasons, it's been great. There was some conflict within the women, but at this point, if you're not adding, keeping or changing or challenging the behaviors of some of the people on the show, if you're not showing us any different, you know, maybe you should cancel the show. Like, it's, it's had its run. Or at the very least, like, introduce younger doctors, introduce people that are doing something. Like, just show us some type of something to make us want to watch because I don't want to watch 50-year-old women argue about nothing anymore. Like, it's getting boring, it's getting tired, and it's not even worth, like, Again, I can't even watch a clip on Instagram because I just find it boring and corny and lame. So I don't know. I feel like even with Atlanta, like go back to the drawing board. There's so many women in in Atlanta. The Real Housewives in Atlanta should not be as messy and boring as it is. 
go get some of them influencing girls. Go get some of the football wives that are like, you know, their husbands are actually playing. Like, get those kind of girls. Get the it girls of Atlanta. Y'all keep showing us these boring old people that we don't care about. Like, there's no conflict. There's nothing new. There's no new stories. We're sitting here watching 40-year-old women, 40- and 50-year-old women argue about the same things over and over, over and over and over and over and over. And they're so old school that they put having a husband as a badge of honor as if, like, that's all they had to claim to fame. And that's across the board on all those shows, where it's like, now it's like, you know, millennial women, we just don't think that way. Like, have people that, you know, like, yeah, we're married, we do different things, you know, we have families, but it doesn't define us and it doesn't make, you know, us unique in that way. Like, okay, yeah. All right, you're married. Cool. That's not a personality moniker. That's not a trait to have. That's not, you know, we don't want to walk around and be such and such as wife. And that's like who we are as a person, like grow up. Um, I had um, noticed because they canceled um, rap shit on HBO. There has been such an influx of black television that they had pushed through between 2020 and 2021 when it was that whole, I don't know if you guys noticed, like I was applying for jobs, a lot of jobs during like the pandemic and even between like 2022 where everything was pushing DEI. Everything was push, pushing diversity, equity, and inclusion, and belonging. All of that all over the world. And every freaking field that you can find, DEI was, like, the focal point. Like, every job you're going to apply to, there's questions about it. Every grant, every loan, every single thing. TV shows, social media, everything was pushing DEI and being inclusive and there was like even in the the entertainment industry there were whole departments dedicated to DEI and belonging and it was the part and within those departments I say like what happened in Netflix they got rid of the whole DEI I think it was last summer and within that there were sub departments like oh you know African-American uh LGBTQ programming uh Pan, you know, uh, what is it? Pacific Islander, Asian, you know, uh, Latino. And it was just so many things where everything was just like a cultural explosion where television was getting interesting because we got to see so many stories. Like we got to see a pose. We got to see insecure rap shit. Um, Jenny and Georgia, you know, uh, never have I ever just like a bunch of different types of shows, you know? And now going forward, a lot of these shows are canceled. They're gone. You know, we have rap shit canceled, Sweet Life canceled, um, Grand Army canceled. It just was a lot of uh black programming. Oh, what was it? Lovecraft Country canceled. Um, Pose canceled. Pose took me out. I didn't think they would get rid of Pose because it was such a good show. But every oh, legendary canceled. Like these shows that were like pushing new stories or new ideals and bringing in new faces and telling their stories, they're all gone. And it's because they no longer, it's a new thing to push at this point. There's a new thing. They don't, they they did what they could. They don't care about our stories. They don't care about 
what we have to say. Even when, you know, if you look at it corporately with jobs, a lot of these jobs were gone, missing. They no longer feel like they need like a DEI position at these um, uh, companies. Like they were doing diversity recruitment out of HBCUs. That's not really happening anymore. People are being laid off. Whole departments of minorities are just being laid off. Things that they were saying, oh, yeah, we want to push this. We want this to happen in the country, in the company, and all of these things. But from people that I know, they were like, no, they were pushing us back. Like, we would give an idea. We would tell them, oh, you know, there's intersectionality here. We need to also honor those people. You know, if we're going to do Christmas off, we need to make sure that people that do not celebrate Christmas have two cultural days too to honor, you know, whatever it is that they celebrate and jobs were pushing back. But why? Why, if we can all recognize that the United States is a melting pot and everybody is important and everybody should have, you know, be treated equally, have all these things, why are they not being honored anymore? Why are we getting rid of that? Even with Juneteenth, I know some people whose job said, oh, when they when they made Juneteenth a federal law, basically the job's choice was to either pick Martin Luther King Day or Juneteenth. And it's, they picked Juneteenth. What the fuck? Like, why? One has nothing to do with the other. One literally is about, you know, in memoriam of Dr. Martin Luther King. And while, you know, you should go out, do service, serve your community as he did, and, um, you know, whatever. The other is about honoring those slaves that were still enslaved when everybody else was celebrating independence, they were still enslaved for about what, 40, 50 years. Like what? That is in the celebration of all African-Americans now being free. One has nothing to do with the other, but you know why? Only one at this point is where they're pushing the point. You know, Juneteenth is a new holiday. They are marketing to it. You know, it's also in the summertime. So, you know, non-black people are like, okay, a free day off in the summer. I want that. You know, they're going to push for that a little bit more than they were going to push for cold-ass January holiday after we just came off for Christmas, you know. Um, y'all, y'all know my computer do a lot. So, um, yeah, I just noticed that a lot. And I'm like, well, what happened to DEI? Like, what, why is it not a moneymaker no more? Why is it not important anymore? Because everything that it was pushing to do made sense. But why isn't it, you know, brought into the forefront anymore? Like, why aren't we valuing it in the same way? Why are we laying people off? Why is it no longer important? Why are we canceling television? Why are we not awarding Black people for things that they deserve? You know, what's really happening, you know? And we watch it and we are like, I'm listening to other creators that are like, listen, I bring out this money. I do this. I do that. I bring the same numbers as this white creator, but I don't get the brand deals they get. I get smaller brand deals. You know, they use my voice or they'll repost, you know, my content talking about like their new quesadilla or whatever, but they don't want to pay me. But they're going to use my video to make millions of dollars, influence other people. That's the part of it that concerns me also, because why do you know why? 
if, if this is if everybody wants to put out like this isn't a racist country, we're not a racist country, and da da da. Why are we still having so much issues of inequality? Meanwhile, you guys are in other countries trying to regulate what the hell they do, and this country is is still going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, you know, that's the stuff that just like pisses me off, like just annoys the hell out of me. Also, that somebody that annoys me. Y'all know I don't fool with a lot of the podcast bros. Like Joe Budden is literally like an old man that like gets on my nerves so bad because I he reminds me of like like that uncle that you're related, you know, that uncle in the family that's just like they're so delusional and they're so like caught up in their own thoughts. They don't really realize that they contradict themselves all the time and they're just not as bright. They're just, um, how can I say it? Like, he's just, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? He's just a wise ass. Like, that's it. He's just sarcastic, a wise ass. And um, he just says things matter-of-factly and people think he's smart. So they were talking about on his podcast, there's a rumor that um, the girl from Basketball Wives, Drea Michelle, she may be pregnant by a 21-year-old, and she's also the mother to a 21-year-old. And there were just, you know, different influencers were just saying, like, if that's true, it is true she's dating him, but it's like, if it's true, like, that's super disgusting. Like, you have a 21-year-old child, it's weird, like, what are you, what is she doing and the different women were saying, you know, like, this is also predatory behavior, whether we want to admit it or not. And I wholeheartedly agree, right? I think it's predatory in a sense that you know that you are an attractive woman and you are a lot of these young guys crush, you know? Drea has been in the limelight for, for, for like the last 15 years. She's a very beautiful girl. Um, very, still very attractive. Like she don't, she's 39. She still look like early thirties to me. She looks good. Um, you know, very beautiful body is tea. Um, these guys, you know, if, if somebody's finally rich and they have access to these type of women, they're going to date them because this is probably a girl that he had a crush on his whole life. Pretty much, you know, he only 21 shit. So if she been on TV for 15 years, then he obviously, had a crush on her for majority of his life. Definitely know who she is. And, um, but he's filthy rich with no sense because at 21, you know, your brain isn't, isn't even fully developed. And, you know, a woman like her, she is afforded a certain lifestyle that she has to keep up. We don't see her on TV. We don't really see her getting the deals that she used to get. And she not pulling the men she used to get probably because all of these guys, they're also predatory. And they want young girls, no matter how beautiful she is, it has nothing to do with that. They want people that they can control. They want people as well that are in that lifestyle. They want people that they can mold. And somebody like Drea, who's been around the block, not sexually, I'm saying, but like been around, she's seen things. She knows the know. They can't really play with her like that. She's probably not as attractive, you know, to have in that way. Not like physically but like she's not appealing to them in that way because they can't really take advantage of her and they know what she want and they she knows what they want you know and some people just like to be tricked on tricked with and not really um 
they don't want you to know, like they want you to play the game with them. And I, sorry. And I think that's how a lot of the guys are there in the industry. So she's dating this 20 year old. I think he's like a Lakers player. I don't know. He looks like a baby. I'm sorry. I think she looks absolutely crazy dating him. You know, like he has a baby face. Like it just gives, he's 21, but he looks 16. Like it doesn't even look like, like even when I go to the Sixers games, I'll be like, oh my God, these boys are so young. Like I feel like the auntie in here, like even like, I can't even be like, oh yeah, they're cute. Like baby, they're under 25. You is, you're old. Like you're not, like the basketball players aren't fine and older like they used to be when we were, you know, in our twenties. Like, these are somebody's children. Like, these guys are young. So it's like you, like, I I couldn't even see myself even, like, being like, oh, yeah, look at that guy. Like, he's, like, 26. I'm 33. Like, that's crazy. But Joe Budding decided to talk about on his podcast, and he calls Drea a predator. And she, he also, you know, mimics that he thinks is very predatory, that she's dating him. And basically says some of the stuff that I agree with. The problem between me and Joe Button is I'm not dating 21-year-old men. Joe Button is dating younger women. He's like 50 and his baby mom just turned 30. So you literally have been dating women 20 years younger than you your entire career. You have dated nothing but young girls. What's that girl, Kaylin Garcia? Young as hell. Uh, since Santana, young as hell, you are just as much as and every you know Instagram girl in between the two of them. The problem is these guys are so convinced that they're just not what they are. You're trying to prove a point, like see, women when women do it, it's not predatory. No, when women do it, it's predatory. When you do it, it's predatory. Leave these young ass kids on the playground and stop dating them and trying to create situations where you're no longer because a woman is doing the same shit you're doing. You're trying to gaslight and act like you're not doing the exact same thing. You're weird. She's weird. And y'all can go be weirder together. But you want to get on your podcast and grandstand as if you don't repeat, as if you don't resemble the same qualities that she does. You are predatory in a way that you want control over that, over those young girls. They look up to you like a guy. It feeds your ego and you like the sex with young girls. She's looking at it as she needs a meal ticket, she needs a bag, and she's going to use a younger guy to get her to the next 20 years of her life because she has a younger son with the football player. But we all know football money is not the same as basketball money. That basketball money, if she is pregnant, she's sold for life because their money is pretty much guaranteed, and he's 21. He has a long – if he don't get injured, he got a long career ahead of him. And the problem is, it's not even like he's a star player. I couldn't even tell you who the little boy is. She just looks old and nasty. But y'all are both predators in very different ways, but in very distinct ways. Like, you both are. It's kind of like when two kids are saying, like, I I didn't do it. He did. You both did it. You both broke the lamp. You broke the lamp. Like, it's both of you. Y'all are both weird. And no matter how you try to slice it, dice it, and grandstand and call the next person, whatever it is that was called against you, you're doing the same exact things. And the problem is, is because it's literally that thing where it's like, you cannot shade people for doing the same thing you're doing. You don't get, you're, don't say, oh, 
But when a woman does it, it's not predatory. Who said that? Because everybody said that. It's weird. It's absolutely weird. The same way you just want an excuse to be like, well, Drea doing it and nobody said anything, so I'm going to date a 20-year-old and I'm 55 years old. You you was going to do it anyway. <laughs> you were going to do it anyway. You're awkward. You're weird. You, there is so many things messed up with you that a woman that is above a certain age, she's just not going to find your, you interesting. Once she sees how you really move and all the weird shit that you do and she knows she does not have to deal with you, then you are, you're not going to like it. So yeah, you're going to date a younger girl that's enamored by the glitz, the glam, the bottles, the hookah and everything else and the bags and all of that other good shit. You know, it's just the way of the world. But I think that is pretty much it. I'm going to save one of these for next week. Um... Because I feel like I feel like I can save it for next week. And I know the meat this next one is gonna really take me for a doozy. So I I know I had to explain it because I always go by the rule of thumb that I got from my good friend minds that at some point somebody like three years from now is gonna go listen to this episode and they are going to want to know exactly what happened and I have to break it all down. So this is going to be a very short way of me breaking down what's going on between Megan Estallion and Nikki Minaj. So, the prior week, last Thursday, I believe that was the Friday, it was the 26th, Megan Estallion dropped a new single called Hiss. Within that song, um, she took, it was very, it's like her, I'm coming out, y'all tried me while I was down. I'm back now, bitches. I'm about to come at everybody who has something to say to me. And if it don't fly, if it don't apply, let it fly. If it don't apply, let it fly. That's the saying. You know, I'm not saying no names. If it hit, it hit. A hit dog gonna holler. I'm gonna say what I gotta say. So within that song, she has me. She has, from my opinion, she does Nicki Minaj, um, Drake. Um, the baby, her ex, um, boyfriend party, um, yeah, and pretty much anybody else that ever had something to say to her. I, I, so one of the lyrics where she dissed Nicki Minaj, people think that it's only one lyric. It's actually two. And one lyric, she basically states that her pictures are not edited, and you'll never see like a curve in the picture where she does photos to, um, Facetune or whatever to you know make her body perfect. It has been rumored plenty of times and people have clocked that Nicki Minaj edits her pictures because you can see a curvature in the background, you know, as if, um, you know, like, you know, sinking in the waist, making the hips a little wider, you know, that's what the girls do. A lot of the girlies do that, you know, don't, don't be too shocked by that. Um, I'm going to pull up the hit lyric. I should have already hit it up, but um, y'all know this is a one girl show, so she be, uh, have to do it. So basically, oh, it was three shots. They said, she says, I feel like I'm Mariah Carey. Got these niggas so obsessed. Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj had a beef back in the day. So boom, boom, boom. Um, she says, also, this was probably a hit at Kylie. I'm not too sure. 
But she would just say, my cat's so famous, might get managed by Chris Jenner next. Kylie's mom. Um, I think this was a hit towards um, Tory Lanez when she said, he can't move, he can't let go, he hooked nose full of that Tina Slugs. No. Meaning, like, he, like, one, he's obsessed with her, and two, trying to say, basically insinuate that he does coke. So, I think that's about Tory Lanez because, you know, Tory definitely gives, like, vibes. You know what I mean? Um, which was another lyric? Oh, she says, this is where things start getting really, like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. She said, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad at Megan's law. Megan's law is a law that states that if you are a sexual offender, you must register on a sexual offender's website. You must inform them of your address so that if your neighbors would like to know before they buy a home, before they live next door, they need children, that you have to report your address and it has to be public knowledge so people can know who's around them. It's not to be used to harass anyone, but it's, to, it's supposed to be aware because the young lady, Megan Kana, Akana, I think it is, she basically, her family moved next door to a house where a man was convicted prior of um, molestation and rape of a child. He was then set free. They moved in there next to him and their daughter went missing. Come to find out they were living next door to a rapist and he murdered and raped their child. Therefore, they were saying they would have never lived there had they known this was the type of person that lived in their neighborhood. So that law then made it law that a federal, that, that bill made a federal law that now sexual offenders must register on the, you know, Megan's Law website. You also, they cannot go to be around children. They can't go around schools, parks, anything that contains children, they can't go around. Um, Nicki Minaj's husband is a registered sex offender because of a 1994 arrest where he was charged with attempted rape of a minor. He was also a minor at the time, as Nikki so eloquently wants us to remember. Um, I listened to the woman's testimony where she talked about, an interview where she talked about what happened. It was a violent crime. And due to him going to jail between 1994 and, like, I want to say, like, let's say, like, the early 2000s, he um, is still on it because he went to jail for other things. Like, I think he went to jail for manslaughter or some other stuff. So his sentencing kept continuing. And I think he might be on the list forever. Um, I'm not sure. But basically, most people feel out because he had a, per a um, warrant out for his arrest because when he moved to her New York, um, moved from New York to her L.A. home, he failed to register as a sex offender in the state of California. So then people looked him up because she, you know, she announced that that's her husband, blah, 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 blah. People looked him up and they're like, oh, he's a sex offender. But because he lives with Nicki Minaj, I guess they didn't want to put her address out. But being as though now he's on a registered sex offenders list, you have to put her address out there because that's where he resides. Crazy. So that's a direct hit at Nicki Minaj. 
um, for a little backstory. Also, they got some type of beef. Nicki Minaj has had several things to say about Megan over the last three years. Um, she has called her Bigfoot, Bigfoot in the past and about 2022. She has said in uh, Red Ruby the Sleeves, the only time I fucked with horses is I stopped fucking with horses after Christopher Reeves, which is like, it's a weird diss because like somebody mentioned before, the horse beat Christopher Reeves' ass. So I guess it was a play on words, but it also was like, oh yeah, if you really look at it, you're kind of, you think it's like a diss towards her, but it's kind of like, girl, like you're saying that the horse can beat your ass. That's why you don't fuck with horses. But, you know, I don't want the barbs after me. I'm just saying, you know, context clues. Because I do like the song, but I'm just saying context clues. Um, She also said, bitch, you a pussy. Never finna check me. Basically, you're not going to tell me. You ain't going to say nothing to me, blah, blah, blah. She basically is calling Nicki Minaj out. Um, She also came at Drake because Drake had said some shady shit about her in a song as well. And, um, what did he say? What did she say? Oh, she said, all these little rap niggas be so, all these little rap niggas so fraud, Xanax be their hardest bars. It's been rumors that a lot of these people be popping pills. These niggas hate on BBLs and be walking around with the same scars. It has been rumored that Drake has lipo. I, it's a ledge, but that's, that's been out there. Um, she said they're cosplay gangsters, fake ass accents, posting in another nigga hood, hood, like a bad bitch. She really, it's so many lyrics where I feel like she's talking about Drake, but that one right there, that's definitely a Drake diss. Um, we all know that when Drake first came out, he was heavily influenced by Houston culture. He was hanging out there. We seen him like hanging out in Jamaica. Like Drake really is a hood hopper. No trip. No, no, no shade. He's a hood hopper. And he does change his accent often. Um basically they're saying that um so when she says these balls get played to lie, y'all talk shit and be broke as fuck. Basically, they're saying that it's saying because there were a bunch of tour, uh, it was a bunch of blogs that were paid by Tory Lanez to put out information. So she's really coming at a lot of people in this pretty much. She's taking it there, honey. Um, the only person that seemed to respond so far and it's been Nicki Minaj. She over like 72 hours between Friday and Sunday, this lady did not get off station head not one time. She was on there the entire weekend, off and on, losing. Like, when she wasn't on Station Head, she was on Twitter. When, like, when she, like, she was on Instagram Live, Twitter, Station Head. Sis was going the hell off. Prior to his coming out, she actually was arguing back and forth with different influencers on TikTok that had different things to say about her. Um, it just honestly, just like, she just was unraveling at the seams. She also came out with a diss record on Sunday, two days later after Megan's diss. Also, remember, Megan has never, has not addressed anything about that song. She hasn't said anything to Nicki Minaj. 
Nicki Minaj went off. She has um, said things about Megan the Science deceased mom. She has um, basically just called her a horse, called her Bigfoot. Um, said that the girl can't rap, made fun of her accent, said that, you know, she sounds like Bun B and uh, Pimp C, which is, you know, being as though Megan Thee Stallion is from Houston and those are her influences, I don't see how that could be a diss. You know, that's their culture, but okay. Um, Megan, um, Nicki Minaj has said some very deplorable things. She then, she's very upset about the Megan's Law that she feels... Somehow, um, Megan mentioned that Megan's law turned into Megan saying something about her son, but Megan obviously never mentioned anybody's children during the disc, so it's just been like weird. Meanwhile, um, so Nicki Minaj comes out with a district. Like when I say sis was off her fucking rocker, she was off her rocker. And I'm gonna give you my opinions about that, but I just wanna make sure that I'm telling y'all exactly what happened. So she comes out with this song called Bigfoot. Okay, here's the problem with the song. She tried to make use it on a beat that Megan Thee Stallion's premier deep producer produced for her six years prior. So she was basically trying to diss Megan on a beat that was produced by her, her premier producer. The guy that produced it would not clear it. Basically, it was rumored. I saw on Twitter somewhere, somebody said, I think he's, she said it, um, but I'm not sure. So we're going to say alleged. He wanted it. He said she could have it for seven figures. So that pissed Nicki Minaj off. And she was basically saying that he gatekept it. And she gatekept her from it. And that's what she does. She uses her influences. And she's a bum bitch and all of this other stuff. And she's not playing fair. And da 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 Just, just a lot for for a woman her age. Um, she said this little Megan whore talking about Megan's law for a free beat. You can hit Megan raw. If you a ghostwriter party in Megan's jaw. Uh, I'm look at, she said bad bitch. She like six foot. I call it Bigfoot. I have never, I have argued with women in the past life. I have never while in an argument, give somebody a compliment and call them a bad bitch. And then saying like she's six foot, it's kind of like bitches be tall these days. I'm sorry, everybody's not petite. People be tall, so it's like it's obvious that Megan the Stallion hits the word stallion. Stallion in the South is basically like a curvy, thick, fine woman that is like above five eight. Like they're tall. They're like you know they they shape like their legs and thighs is shaped like a horse. You know. Like, you know, Coke bottle, basically. So it's not really a diss. Um, Mind you, I hate to say it, the song just didn't hit at all because of the fact that Nicki literally tweeted all the lyrics and tweets this past weekend. So, like, when a song came out, it was just offbeat, off-kilter. It didn't flow. The, the comments didn't hit because she literally tweeted everything. And it just kind of seemed like she was reaching. It was not a good diss song. Like, it was to the point where I honestly felt like Meg. At first, I was just like, Megan, you need to take this time. And whenever she responds, because I really do think that Nikki's a great artist. I thought that she was going to be like, you know, 
And nothing she said hit. Basically, you're just saying that she's lying about getting shot by, but also talking about that she's a bullet fragmented bitch. And like, you're making fun of her getting shot, but it's also saying that she didn't get shot. So it's just like the song, the sequence, the flow of it, the content, it just didn't make any sense. All that to say, because of this beef, Nikki's Minaj's fans have lost their damn minds. And so has she. Like, when I say she tweeted all weekend long, she tweeted all weekend long. She tweeted about Megan and mom. In the song, she says, you lied on your dead mother. Your dead mother. You lied on your dead mother. Your dead mother. Like, she's repeating it over and over. But she kept saying it on live, too. And I was like, I know that's not a part of the song because that shit is trash. But apparently, she said, you know, it's good. The thing about Nicki Minaj that's just... She's ruining her own legacy by being delusional. And one of the things about it is, like, I was outside. And also, she was just saying, calling Megan lying lipo and kept saying that she lied about having lipo. I'm sorry. I'm 33. So when Nicki Minaj first came out, I was in college. I was in high school going into college. I listened to all the mixtapes. We were listening to it getting dressed. Nicki Minaj was pretty thin when she first, first came out. Then by the time, like, um, I would say, like, Five Star Chick and all of those songs came out. Hold on, y'all. By the time those songs came out, she was thick as hell. She had a big butt and little legs. And she had, but everybody kept asking her, did you get a BBL? Is it ass shots? Do you got butt implants? She said no to everything for years. The only time where she started to kind of... Where she, I don't even think she admitted it. Remy Ma pointed out that when she was out, that there was a point where Nicki Minaj was like not out and about, and she was like pretty much in obscurity for a couple of months. When they had their beef, basically, Remy Ma alluded to the fact that Meek Mill told her that he, she had to get her body redone because her air shots were leaking. That's what that that's the sheet there. That's what they said in sheet there. I am not one. So I just feel like, again, like what I said about Joe Biden earlier, it's like pot meets kettle. If she did go get lipo, and she, I don't think she lied about it. She didn't tell anybody about it. You cannot call her a liar. When we grew up knowing that you had did something to your booty and you're lying about it, you lied about it for years. You then it was it's one point where she got really 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 skinny, um during like I want to say she did summer jam in like twenty fifteen, and mind you like I like I said I I like Nicki Minaj I know this she was very 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 thin, um then she kept calling uh Megan um basically just making fun of her she called her alcoholic, but people pointed out that in Vogue that she had um an addiction to prescribed pain pills. So it's kind of just like, pot me's kettle, pot me's kettle. Everything that you're saying about her can literally be said about you in something else. Like, so it's like, are the lyrics really hitting when they, they're hitting you too? You know, like, it's just not giving. And her fans are the most delusional children you will ever meet because I know real Nicki Minaj fans that were like outside buying tickets you know, real barbs during the time where they were barbs. A lot of these are just children that discovered her. And that's great. As an artist, you want people to newly discover you. 
However, you do not want to create a fandom where you cannot control them. And to the point where she just breathes, she's like a narcissist. Like the more enabler she has, the more power she, powerful she feels to the point where she does not see anything where everybody's just like that. Like it's the consensus is the song is trash. But in her head, since putting it out Sunday, she has convinced herself like this, it, this is it. I ate her up when Megan made a, this line in a song but for real for real the person she really ate up in that song was drake <laughs> that song that that make it all lyric that shit hit and that was a good lyric but the person that she really went in on i would probably say drake and tory lanes like you were kind of like an afterthought. Now, to me, it just be it just seems like you've been one of the reason to go in on her, and it's like, but if that's how if that's it, go in for real. She said that, but when she put out the song, she basically was just, Nicki Minaj was just like, oh, you know, and bitch, if you say something else, um, I'm I I got five more songs for you. Where are they? Because. <laughs> Put those out. Redeem yourself as the queen of rap. You say you're the queen of rap. Queen of rap. You have a worthy opponent. Say what y'all want about the girl's accent. I like her accent. I like a southern accent. It don't bother me. Um, she can rap. She can rap. She she can honestly rap. You know, I have never heard outside of Nicki Minaj that the girl had ghostwriters. I've seen producers literally say, like, she wrote something, a verse in, like, an hour. Like, she can get a bunch of verses done. They call her the verse killer. Like, you have a worthy opponent. And the thing that's eating you alive, with that eat people like Megan, uh, Nicki Minaj alive, is when you don't say nothing else. People think that you always got to have a rebuttal for some people. The worst thing you can do with egotistical people and people that consistently operate within their ego and their delusion and the people who enable them, they need you to respond because they hate to be the bully. A lot of people want to play bully, but they always want to be a bully for a reason. Everybody wants that villain origin story. They want you to push them to the limits to be nasty so that they can obliterate you and just be super disgusting and say everything with no holds barred. The fact that Megan Thee Stallion is not saying anything is literally driving Nikki crazy. Like Nikki even stooped as to as low as to say that Megan slept with her dead mom's, you know, significant other. And it's like, she's literally baiting this girl to say something so that she can say whatever it is that she want to say. And Megan is not taking the bait. And at first, I'm like, no, she got to respond. When I heard that song, I said, no, keep focus. Don't respond to nothing else. You keep, you use her medicine against her. When Remy came out with Sheether, she waited months and came out with no frauds and made it a hit, even though it wasn't even a good diss record. She just talked about her on a um on a song that was catchy you keep talking about her or you keep you hit her with a diss and you keep acting like she don't exist don't answer no questions about her don't talk about her let her spiral to this point of control you have to do it it's just like the person in school where you just ignore them and you act like they don't exist or like a guy that you used to date 
and he's just trying to get your attention and he's mad because you don't care that y'all are not talking and you just doing all of these things and you just keep acting that drives egotistical people insane like that lady is falling apart at the seams because how dare you how dare you this is how nikki feels how dare you as a woman that i do not deem on my level not address me and ignore me as if you don't see me people like her have to be seen not only do they want to be seen they want to be loved and respected despite the fact that you've been coming at this girl how dare she peep that you've been coming at her while she was down you've been nasty you've been throwing shots how dare she mention anything that could hit you how dare she say anything and now she plays a victim like, I didn't say nothing about her. I never mentioned that bitch's name. Yes, you have. You have said a lot of things about her. You might as well say, listen, this is what I wanted. I wanted you to I wanted you to say something so I can do this. Yeah, okay, here's this. To act like delusional and say that the this says the diss record, she never said who it was about. Nikki, you literally repeated a lyric and you mentioned all of the girls, all the people she's affiliated with within it. You've literally talked about her the entire... Maybe if you didn't talk about the girl the entire weekend, maybe if you just would have been quiet and put out a record and we never knew that you even wanted to respond about this and you ignored all the social media... Hoopla about it. Maybe if you would have logged out, maybe that bullshit story would make sense. But at this point, just walk in your truth. And the worst thing that you can do to somebody like that is just literally ignore her. Like the more you ignore her, the more crazier she's going to get. This is going to be so interesting to watch because Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion is slated to have the number one record. Next week, um, people, honestly, I put that, I saved it from to my gym workout list. It's a hit. I'm sorry. that I told y'all before, there is just certain type of music I like to listen to when I'm working out. Megan Thee Stallion is one. Cash Style is another. I, I love Beyonce music. I love anything that's like high confidence and, you know, talking that talk. Like, I like that. Like, I... You know, I need catchy beats. I need to feel like I'm that girl when I'm in the gym. You know, I don't want to be there, but I have to be there. So that his went right on my playlist. Bigfoot, I don't know where that song is, but it's nowhere on my list. But her other songs on Pink Friday too, I do like a few of them. You know, even a song, Ruby the Sleeves, that's a clear, you know, this it Megan Asaya. I do like that song. That was a better song than Bigfoot. <laughs> You know, just come out with real songs. Like, at this point, Nikki and Megan is just going to get interesting. Um, Megan Thee Stallion is supposed to have um, a tour this summer. I said that I feel like Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi should go on a joint tour and, like, be co-headliners and get, like, a couple of the new up-and-coming rap girlies and give them a chance like, you know, different, depending on the area that they're touring in, they have different girls. I would like to see a Mona Leo um, get an opportunity. I would like to see, uh, I would like to see Scarface, uh, Scarlet, like have an opening maybe like in New York. 
Um, just make it like depending on wherever you are in the world, you know, you have different artists. I really am starting to like Manaleo a lot, you know. I like Lotto, I like Cash Dial, I like Dream Dial, um, Ken the Man. Um, just have different artists pop out on y'all. And I think if they joint have a joint, like let's call it Hottie Gang, like tour for the summer, baby, you will get my ticket. I'm going regardless. Just do it together so I can see both of y'all like how Drake and 21 Savage did. Like, let's do it. Or Drake and Future. Like, let's do it up. Let's have a big arena tour. Let's do it. Let this also be noted. Nicki Minaj is coming to Philly March 29th. Them tickets still ain't sold out yet. No tea, no shade. But y'all better go buy her tickets because y'all know the last time... She had a tour for the Queen album. She had to cancel because y'all didn't buy the tickets. And now y'all say y'all fans and y'all online doxing people. Y'all better buy all those tickets. I saw quite a few tickets still on sale. So buy y'all tickets to go see her now. Now I won't be, and it's not because I don't like her as an artist. I like for my uh, artist to perform full out and, you know, Nikki been a lot of things, but a performer ain't never been one of them. But let me be quiet before the damn barbs discover my podcast and decide to dox my black ass. And if that ever happens, I wish anybody would show up to my door. You know, I'm still, I am who I am. I'm a very professional person, but you'll find what you're looking for, you know. And the more y'all dox these people, that is a federal offense. Please don't go to jail while trying to be funny for a celebrity. And I know a lot of you are children and y'all don't know what's what. Don't let no celebrity that ain't going to do nothing for you get you in some shit she can't get you out of, nor willing to, and no shit that your parents can't get you out of either. Don't go harassing people now. Do not do that. Because the same way y'all dox other people, y'all, y'all, unless you have a VPN, which for real, for real, they can still find your ass, baby... Don't play them type of games. Do not play those type of games, hun. Like, make smart decisions. Don't harass people because they don't like your faith. Don't do that. Don't waste your time because as much as you can love a celebrity, and y'all know I am a Beyonce fan down to the ground ever since I was seven, eight years old. Baby, I will not go to jail for Beyonce, Giselle, Nose Carter, ever. I'm not even going to jail for nobody in my family. Don't go to jail messing around with a celebrity that does not know you exist by harassing people that have a difference of opinion online and posting their address and calling their phones and stuff like that. Just a simple way is you can figure out everybody's information is pretty much public knowledge these days and it's easy to find. Just as quickly as somebody can find, you can find somebody else, people can find you. And don't have, and especially if you're a minor, don't go doing it because everybody does not have good intentions and everybody is not bluffing. People are really crazy. People are really insane. Do not play those type of games with people. And that's all I got to say about that because the stuff that I saw lately is giving sick. So I saw a TikTok this, you know, we done with the Megan and Nikki talk for now because it's nothing else to be said. Um, until, you know, I guess Megan put out another song 
or Nikki does. At this point, Nikki probably should because um, that last one, it just didn't hit. It wasn't a good song. It wasn't a good song. And at this point, until you get something that stick, you might as well just keep putting the shit out, you know, if you want to. Um, but now let's get into the glow up topic, the final topic of the show. This is where like, I like to talk about things that are happening in the world or things I saw that I want to just have a deeper conversation about and we can glow through it, talk about it. You know, you guys hit me up and let me know you guys' opinions. So I saw this, um, TikToker. I think her name is Callan, is Callie. Neasley and basically she's I'm gonna play it and she talks about um um the different sides of an isolation period you know people that use isolation as a defense mechanism so I'm gonna play her video so you guys can hear it and you guys check her out on TikTok and follow her I'm going to give you my opinion on her opinion so yeah, no. I'm gonna start it over we're gonna stop attacking people whose defense mechanism is isolation so I've been on both sides of that coin. I've dealt with people whose coping mechanism is isolation, and now my coping mechanism is isolation. I'm going to start by speaking from the perspective of somebody who does isolate. Um, it just hits. It just randomly hits. I could wake up one random Thursday and just think, you know what, I don't even want to be bothered with nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just want to be alone. And those isolation spells can last for minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, even though we are entitled to doing whatever we want. If we want to isolate, we can isolate. The people that care about us just want us to communicate that with them. Because now I'm going to speak on the opposite end. Coming from somebody who experienced somebody doing that, it was not fun. And it also sucked when you didn't know if this person was going to be present or absent. It can make you an unreliable person and it can make people not want to be your friend or your partner or whatever they are to you. They're entitled to feeling how they want to feel, too. If anybody in my life told me that they did not want to be in my life anymore because I isolate, I would not be upset. Because whether I do communicate or I don't communicate, some people might not want friends that just disappear randomly. I think that everybody is entitled to how they feel. I just think the most important thing about things like this is communication. Because I don't know if any of my other isolators do this, but you start thinking of a bunch of crazy stuff in your head when you get in that mood. And that can be cleared up if you do talk to people. But y'all let me know. How do y'all feel about this? What's y'all's thoughts? Um, I asked y'all y'all thoughts on the podcast Instagram page. And it was just mixed reviews of 50-50. Everybody um, pretty much, you know, agreed on one stance or the other. Some people are isolators. Some are not. Some people understand. People feel like there is a limit to it. There's a little bit of grace period of isolation. I, like her, I do have moments where I don't necessarily isolate for a very long time, but I do have like um, maybe like a weekend or something where I like the people that I regularly communicate with, I'll say like, listen, I'm in the house this weekend you know, I really, unless there's an emergency, I really don't feel like talking on the phone. I just need to be nonverbal. Like there has been times where I was supposed to record the podcast and y'all know I record by myself that if I, my energy is not right, I can't talk. I don't have it in me to talk about topics. I don't have it in me to pour into anybody else. I just need to be like to regroup. And usually for me, it does not last longer than a few hours of just needing like to reset 
usually it's just like I'm battling like mental exhaustion and physical exhaustion. And I just need to kind of like reset, regroup and figure life out, you know. Um, However, because I understand the concern and I understand that I am loved and there are people that genuinely care about me and they want to make sure that I'm okay, I communicate like it's nothing serious. It's nothing wrong. I'm not going to do anything. I'm fine. Like, don't think too deep into this. I just really need to lay in my bed, eat some snacks, watch some TV, look at TikTok, sleep, and nothing else. Like, I don't want to follow no conversation. I don't want to give out no advice. I don't want to talk about my life. I don't want to get no advice. I want to look ugly in my house. I want to lay in my bed and I want to watch my good TV shows that I ain't get a chance to watch because I, my life is just so chaotic right now. So I do get the need of needing space to yourself to regroup, right? And like I said, it's very seldom that it happens and it's very short that it happens with me. Now, I have had people in my life that that is their go-to coping mechanism and it lasts for a very long time. The thing about that lasting is one, you don't communicate what's going on with you, right? But if I know that this is just something you do, I might, depending on, like I talked about before, and it's the frequency of our interactions. If we are people that, you know, talk often, check in often, you are a staple person in my life on a day in and day out basis. There's not really too much time that passes without us talking. I will feel a way that, okay, you don't even want to like say, hey, how you doing? I'm checking on you. You don't want to respond. Yes, it's fucked up. Like, while you are doing what's best for you, there are ways, because then people that love you, they don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what's wrong. Nobody wants to, like, wake up and get a very bad call that they feel like later that they could have prevented if they were there for a person, you know? That's the fear of other people that are on the outside of your isolation, and they don't know what's going on because you don't want to communicate, like, hey... I'm just in a space, the next couple of months, I'm just trying to get some things going. And I said this before, I remember I was in college and I had to do an extra year of school. So my last semester, I had a job, I had six classes and I had an internship, baby. The girl was working and I was commuting to and from school from Philly for the first time in my whole career, college career. So I literally told my friends, I told my family, these next four or five months, you're not going to see me. I might not have much space to talk. If I do have time to go out, I will tell you. But baby, I'm going to be ghost these next couple of months. I need to buckle down. I need to focus. And I need to get this shit done. So for that whole semester, I was away at school. Nobody seen me. I was literally ghost from power. I had did the same exact thing about... 2022, I think y'all, when I was, I had a full-time job and I had a part-time job that I worked anytime I was not at my full-time job. I was literally, I only had one day off from working, period. I only was off on Sundays for real, for real. I literally told everybody in my life, I'm not going to be able to go around because I'm trying to keep my head above water. I'm, I'm in grind mode. I'm in hustle mode right now. So 
On Sundays, yeah, that's my day off, but I don't have time to see anybody for real because that's my one day off. That means I got to do laundry on Sunday. That means I got to uh, cook. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to do everything that I couldn't do throughout the week. I need to clean my apartment. I need to do everything on Sunday and I need to sleep. I didn't get a chance to go party and do stuff or talk to everybody all the time. You had to catch me when I was bored at one of my jobs, if you want to hear from me. That's just how the cookie crumbled during that time. But I communicated what was happening with me. The key is always going to be communication. If you are doing something, if you are just like, listen, I need to find who I am as a person. I just need some time to myself. Thank you for checking up with me. I just need some distance right now while I figure myself out. It's not personal. I'm not talking to nobody right now. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be going for a little bit while I get my shit together. Most people will understand it. That won't stop them for contacting you just to make sure you're okay and seeing if you need anything. That will not stop that. They will because people love you. And when you're in that isolation period, depending on how you're feeling in that moment, you might forget that you are a loved, like you are somebody of value and you are someone that is loved. So while you're going through that, people will literally just check on you. The entire time and during both isolation periods, I never not communicated with people. I never not said, hey, yeah, I'm okay. Um, yep, I'm on my way. I, I just left school. I'm on my way to my internship. I got to go to work later. You know, I said all of those things. Or like um, when I had two, I really had three jobs for real, for real, because I was picking up hustles here and there. So it's like, oh, yeah, I just got off work. What's going on? Like I was still communicating, but I wasn't able to be present. And I let people know what was exactly going on in my life. The moment in which I didn't have to hustle as hard. I, you know, started rebuilding my relationships and talking to people and spending time with the people in my life. I did not feel like, you know, life had to stop for everybody else because it stopped for me for a little bit. I rebuilt those relationships. It was easy for me to do so because I didn't throw them away. Now, when you go through isolation periods, my advice to you is if someone is contacting you and just saying, hey, how you doing? Like the decent thing to do is just be like, oh, I'm okay. Yep, I'm still like kind of, you know, laying low, staying out the way. Thank you for checking up on me. I hope everything is going well with you. That's just, that's just human decency. You know what I mean? And I talked about this before when people go ghost when they're in the relationships. And it's the same thing for people that's going through an isolation period. When you remove yourself from people's day-to-day lives, they are going, and if you isolate often, and and it's in this self-preservation for yourself, right? You have to also realize that while things are going on with you or you are you're doing this in defense of things that have happened to you, life happens to everybody else around you. And in that time where you isolated, the potential of the people around you of them changing and them no longer being the person that you that were just waiting for you to come out of isolation period is very real. This last year, I would say so much things have happened in my life where I honestly tell y'all I always grow as a person. I'm never the same person I was six months ago. No, dead ass, I'm not the same person I was six months ago. There are so many things that have occurred. There's so much confidence that I have built. There's so much faith that I have in my life 
there's so many things, some traumatizing things, some things they got, you know, that I'm just like, you know, thank you, God. I'm so happy that we were able to come through it. There are some things with different people in my life that have affected me that I am literally not the same person. And nobody wants to play catch up on all the traumatizing things that happen in the time in which you isolated for your self-preservation. And it's a very honest, depending on the frequency of your relationship, that somebody that you talk to on a daily basis, checked in on, had hung out, did all of this, they might not want to be bothered when you come out of it because they had to figure their own shit out. Or maybe they're in their own isolation period. Or maybe they just went on this certain amount of people that was there when shit was going on. They just are comfortable with that sort, that core set of people. And it's nothing to do with you, but your ego, a lot of the time, is going to tell you that because you took something, took some time to yourself, that everybody's mad at you. And it's not that. It's just that when you were isolated, you missed out on a lot of shit that was going on for a lot of people. And they might only be comfortable with this subset of people. And you're on the outside of that. And you might see that in a bunch of different relationships, because however long... When y'all do this for months and months at a time, life goes to fuck on for everybody else. Now, if you just like want some shit like about two weeks, you need some distance. Most people are going to give you that distance for like two weeks. Like most people are just going to be like, oh, okay, you all right. You know, whatever. One of my friends, we both work from home. We talk during the time in which we're working because it just helps. We can work together. It helps work go by. If one day she just decides, oh, yeah, bitch, I don't feel like talking. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want. And it's like months later. It's like, damn, what happened, girl? <laughs> like, what happened? We don't talk during work no more. And she's like, oh, I just was isolated. Damn, why you ain't communicate that to me? You know, it's just all about the frequency of these relationships. Now, there are some people where I never see them. I never see them. I might talk to them a few times a year. That does not mean that they're not a good person in my life or not. we're not good friends. I tell people all the time, friendship frequency is different. My relationships with different people are different. There are some people that I haven't seen in years that I talk to. You know, some of my closest friends I don't really see often and I don't talk to often. But that's just how our relationship works. There are some other friends that I talk to a lot more often. There are some that, you know, we do monthly check-ins to see how each other is doing. Or there are people that I just communicate through social media. There are different frequencies and different relationships. So when you are going through an isolation time, sometimes, you know, other relationships grow. And unfortunately, we have this mindset of like, oh, if the love was real, nothing would change. Well, shit, life changes every damn day. (laughs) My job can love me today and hate me tomorrow. That's just how shit is. Somebody that you sleep in the same house with can love you today and want your ass out the house tomorrow. Life changes, people change, you know? And you do whatever you have to do to get through life as great as it is, but also give yourself grace and give grace to the people that you isolated yourself from when you come out of it. Because usually what most people just want is communication, that's it. Just say, hey, because a lot of times people just be worried about you. You know, people don't know that your isolation might be, oh, oh, girl, I was just getting my master's. I Or I was just getting a cert- certification. I was 
working. I was in school. I went back to school for this. So I just needed some distance. That's all you got to say. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, this is what's going on. You know, because you never know what somebody might be able to do for you. Or if people that can pray for you or whatever it is, you just like, oh, yeah, hmm. <laughs> I, I just had to be distant. Like, most people just want to know what's going on with tea. You know, events happen, situations happen. Like, like I said, a lot of traumatic stuff have happened this year to not only me, but to everybody this last year. And it's like, you know, what if I would have wanted to contact you, but I know that you don't want to be bothered and that you're going to ignore my call, so I never said nothing. And now you feel away now because you're like, well, why didn't you say nothing? It's because you was in isolation mode. You didn't want to be bothered. You created clear boundaries and I respected it. But now I don't want to rehash everything. And that's what happens when you take those risks. The same way we talked about those friends that get in a relationship and they go distant and we don't ever see them until like either they're very comfortable in a relationship or the shit is over. It goes the same way. You know, people are not, you don't get to put pause on people. The same way we talked about in relationships, when you're dating somebody and they're not ready for you any, at this point, they see you as a wife, they see you as somebody they want to grow with, but they're not ready to jump into that relationship just yet. They think that they can hit pause on you and they cannot. You go on, you go live your life. That's just how shit happens. You know, nobody, you cannot push, press pause on every single person while you get your shit together. People, life goes on. Shit happens every single day. People grow every single day, you know, just like you grow. While you were in isolation mode, you might come out of it and realize that everybody that you hung out with are dunce and stupid and you don't like them anymore. That's fine, <laughs> you know? Just know that while you were doing what was best for you, everybody got to do what's best for them at some point. And sometimes it might not be the things that you want to know. It's not what you were looking for. It's not, you know, you might not be able to just jump back into things, you know. And But I do feel like, you know, like I said, I am somebody that just kind of just needs radio silence sometimes because there's just a lot of noise out in the world I might not need to be on social media. I might need to not talk to nobody. I might just need to be laid up in my bed watching Grey's Anatomy for the hundred million time. That's just how life is, you know, or if things are chaotic, like I'm back in school or I'm going to school, I'm working, I'm working on this business, I'm doing this, you know, I might just can say, hey, y'all, I'm just juggling a lot right now. I'm a little, you know, just in my own world. I'm still available if, you know, if there's anything going on, but I just really need this space to, like, really focus. Shit sounds simple, but we operate in ego where we feel like, well, I shouldn't have to say nothing. You should just respect it. And if that's how you feel, you should respect anything that you receive in turn. So that's my two cents. Let you let me know what you think about this week's episode. As always, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where the most up-to-date information is at JST Let It Glow. You can also um, follow on Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called, at Just Let It Glow. We are on TikTok at Just Let It Glow Pod. Um, thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you share the glow and help the episode glow grow and meet new people. Um, so make sure. I know a lot of y'all are back in the office, so. Tell your co-worker to listen to my podcast and let me know what you think. Make sure to rate and review on on um, 
Apple and I believe you can rate on Spotify also. Thank you guys. And if you have any advice, questions, make sure you email justletitgoapod at gmail.com. All right, guys, have a great week and, you know, continue to glow up and glow through everything you are faced with. All right, bye.